It's time for a Swedish fika with some Swedish fun facts with your host, Pixel Pia. Music has always been a part of my life. I have played instrument, listened to and enjoyed music of all kinds. During my upbringing in second grade, I played the recorder, which was obligatory for everyone that wanted to move on to another instrument in third grade. I then moved on to play the violin for several years. In high school, I chose to play the flute for a year and then I decided that school was not for me at that point and became a high school dropout which is a story for another episode and my musical career was over. My four younger brothers played trumpet, clarinet and guitar. All of these were after school activities within the municipal music school. In regular school I have had music education as a subject during all my years and every school I have attended has had an active school choir. Hey san hey, I am Pixel Pia and today we're gonna talk about Swedish music. I wish I could play some samples of the music and artists I would talk about in this episode. But since that is not going to happen, I have created a list of links at the end of this so you can find them for yourself on YouTube. Listening to music has likewise been an important part of my life. In the early 70s, this was mostly done on radio. We had a radio show called Tio i Top, 10 in the Top, where you listen to the top 10 and 5 upcoming songs. During several of these Saturday mornings, I was part of the jury that was randomly selected. You got a card sent to you where you replied if you were interested to participate or not. You sent it back with your phone number. And after the show was broadcasted, they called you on the phone to get your votes. Concerts were another way of enjoying music. And one of my very early memories was at the age of 14, when one of Sweden's most popular groups at the time, the Hepstars, was playing at our youth center. One of the members was later to become one of the most famous Swedish pop artists, Benny Andersson, and he was one-fourth of ABBA. I also remember listening to Bob Marley at Gröna Lund in Stockholm in 1977. As a 19-year-old girl who just had become a high school dropout and started to work and make her own money, this was a time when I felt like an independent adult for the first time. Sweden is the world's third largest music exporter, just behind the US and the UK. Over the past de- decades, Sweden has been cultivating future songwriters, producers, musicians and DJs. The so-called Swedish music miracle is the years between 1990 and 2003, when Swedish musicians made it firm on the US billboards. The world is looking 
to Swedish songwriters and producers for music that works well on mainstream radio, playlists and pop charts. If the only Swedish band or musician you can name is ABBA, you have a surprise coming. Over the past several decades, Sweden has been very successful, particularly in the realm of pop and electronic dance music. Sweden is a music machine. Almost all Swedes speak English as at least a second language. Combine that with generous government support of after-school music programs, plus subsidized for professional music endeavors, and you have a booming Swedish music industry. When the pop band ABBA hit it big on the worldwide stage in 1970s and early 1980s, the group provided a role model for the country's youth. The so-called Swedish music miracle saw Swedish musicians make strong inroads on the US billboards, Hot 100 and dance charts. Then, with the melding of technology and music in the new millennium, much of the Swedish contribution moved behind the scenes to songwriting, music production and DJing. What is for sure is that the unassuming Scandinavian country has grown into a powerhouse of musical talent. Swedish songwriters and producers are immensely popular. The Weeknd, Ariana Grande, Coldplay, Adele, Ed Sheeran, Justin Timberlake, Katy Perry, Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez, One Direction, Maroon 5, Pink, Britney Spears, Madonna, Ellie Goulding, Jonas Brothers. These are just some of the international pop acts who have collaborated with Swedes. Stockholm and Los Angeles are two of the capitals in international pop. Today, there are many things that help explain Sweden's large role in the music industry, despite its small population. Lately, the growing importance of the Swedish streaming platform Spotify has also helped promote Swedish music abroad. Another explanation for the phenomenon is the strong music interest in Sweden with the highest number of choirs per capita in the world. 15% of Swedes sing in a choir. Part of the answer is education. The importance of municipal music and art schools to the development and the free available of technical equipment at adult education colleges. The Swedish government has offered high-quality music education for nearly all of its citizens in subsidized after-school programs since the 1940s. Schools provide genre-specific training in pop, rock, classical and most recently mixing and recording and also allows students to rent any instrument they please for a small fee. So for example, music at primary school over nine years should be taught for at least 230 hours. From the 7th 
to the ninth year of compulsory school, students may choose to join classes with a special emphasis on music. Besides continuing their general education, they will also receive lessons in singing and playing instruments, ensemble playing and music theory. Sweden has a well-developed system of municipal music and art schools. In 2006, as many as 282 Swedish municipalities had such schools, and only eight municipalities are without one. The Swedish government supports musicians through the Swedish Art Councils. The council funds those in the early stages of their career by allocating grants to performing arts every year. Another reason is Sweden's early advances in digital technology, something that has fostered many groundbreaking musical innovations. Spotify, for example, is headquartered in Stockholm. The Berlin-based SoundCloud was created by Swedes who still run it today. Swedish programmers helped build Apple Music and the notorious Pirate Bay hailed from Stockholm too. Yet another factor is the small size of the Swedish market, which drives internationalization. Being able to speak at least one foreign language is almost a prerequisite. Unlike many European countries, Sweden doesn't dub English language TV series and movies. This means that Swedes hear English spoken on a daily basis. Swedes are also among the most avid travelers on the planet. And Swedes love music competitions. Melodifestivalen and Eurovision are taken very seriously in Sweden. Melodifestivalen is the annual song competition that determines who will represent Sweden in the Eurovision Song Contest. And each year gathers roughly 4 million national viewers. Sweden are clearly very good at picking winner too. Sweden has produced six Eurovision winners starting with ABBA in 1974 and is second only to Ireland in terms of Eurovision winners. So now let's talk about some famous Swedish artists. And let's start with ABBA. The powerhouse pop group ABBA was Sweden's most successful musical group ever. And they are honored in America's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And the group was compromised of two married couples. Agneta Feldskog and Björn Ulvius and Benny Andersson and Annefrid Lyngstad. Technically, Lyngstad was born in Norway, but the other members are Swedish through and through. They first began to work to b- together in 1969. They were originally known as Festfolk, meaning party people, thereafter performing under the name Björn and Benny, Agneta and Annefrid before settling on the more memorable term ABBA, 
The band's name is derived from each member's first initial. After winning the 1974 Eurovision Song Contest with Waterloo, the Swedish pop group kept catapulted the worldwide fame catapulted to worldwide fame and enjoyed consistent success throughout the rest of the 1970s and into the early 1980s until the group disbanded in 1982 while abba landed only one single dancing queen at the top bill at the billboard hot 100 chart they made a significant impact on the sound of mainstream top 40s music in the era with songs like waterloo in 1974 mamma mia in 1975 and Dancing Queen in 1976. ABBA remains one of the most successful musical acts in history. A 2008 major motion picture, Mamma Mia, features the Swedish supergroup's hits, thus introducing a new generation to the magic of their sound. And today, in London, England, you can see a very different concert called ABBA Voyage, which is a concert where avatars, nicknamed avatars, appears as digital versions of Agneta, Björn, Benny and Annefrid. Next, let's talk about Roxette. Two friends, Marie Fredriksson and Per Gessle, began performing together as the Swedish pop duo Roxette in 1986. They quickly found success in their native country and Roxette became global chart setters. Shortly after an American exchange student studying in Sweden heard their song The Look and purchased the 1988 album Look Sharp, bringing it back to the States to share with an American DJ. Roxette had hits like The Look 1989, Listen to Your Heart in 1989 and It Must Have Been Love in 1990. It Must Have Been Love appeared in the soundtrack of the major motion picture Pretty Woman in 1990. Roxette is Sweden's second best-selling music act after ABBA. And then let's talk about Europe. If you are a sports enthusiast, you may have heard the final countdown in many stadiums. But did you know that the final countdown is the signature song for the Swedish band Europe, formed in 1979? The group was originally named Force until 1982 when the girlfriend of lead singer Joey Tempest entered the band in a national talent search contest and they successfully competed against 4,000 other bands. At the last moment, the group changed their name to Europe, then won the competition as well as a recording contract. Over the next several years, Europe landed the following rock and glam metal song on the top 40 chart of the US Billboard Hot 100 list, and they have created songs like The Final Countdown in 1986, Carrie in 1987, and Superstitious in 1988. 
After taking a hiatus in 1992, the band reassembled on the New Year's night 1999 for one show. And in 2015, Geico, the insurance company, featured the band and their hit The Final Countdown in their commercials. Next, let's talk about Ace of Base. The Swedish pop band Ace of Base prides itself as one of the first international popular bands to have heavily incorporated technology in their music. Formed in 1990, the group grew out of a school project. In their heyday, the band's lineup consisted of three siblings, Jonas Berggren, Malin Lynn Berggren and Jenny Berggren, plus their friend Ulf Ekberg. Pop songs by Ace of Base charted well globally through the 1990s including in the United States, where several of them were top 10 hits. Songs that reached the top 40 of the Billboard Hot 100 includes All That She Wants in 1992, Design in 1993, and Don't Turn Around in 1994. And now let's talk about the Swedish House Mafia. The future of electronic dance music, EDM, received a big boost when three solo DJs joined forces in 2008 to create the progressive house supergroup Swedish House Mafia. Steve Angelo, Sebastian Ingrosso had known one another as children and collaborated under various aliases when they found themselves booked at the same event as another Swedish DJ, Axel Hedfors, known as Axwell. The trio decided to collaborate creatively under the name Swedish House Mafia. Although a fourth Swedish DJ, Erik Prytz, was briefly also a member, he quickly bowed out because he was too much of a self-described control freak. From 2008 to 2013, Swedish House Mafia released EDM music and remixes that filled the club scene across the globe, including the US. The group landed only one hit on the top 40 chart of the mainstream US Billboard Hot 100, Don't You Worry Child, featuring John Martin, in 2012. Other hits have been Miami to Ibiza, 2010 and Greyhound 2012. Swedish House Mafia went on hiatus in 2013 and members pursued their own projects. The group reunited in 2018. Now let's talk about Avicii. Swedish electronic dance artist Tim Berling was known as Avicii. He also performed under the name Tom Hanks or and Tim Berg. Avicii was a songwriter, record producer, musician and prolific remixer who is credited as being one of the most influential forces behind the rise of EDM in early 2010s popular music. He began making music 
at age 16. Although Avicii enjoyed music as a teen, the Swede didn't play any instrument particularly well. However, when he discovered house music and what he could musically create with computers, his career quickly took root. Examples of his hits include Wake Me Up in 2013 and Hey Brother the same year. Avicii collaborated with a wide range of artists across multiple genres, including Madonna, Chris Martin, Lenny Kravitz, Gavin DeGraw and Wycliffe Jean. He was also nominated for Grammy Awards and earned up to $500,000 per gig, money that he often donated to charity. In 2016, the stressed and overworked artist retired from the breakneck pressure of touring. Additionally, he had been facing years of escalating mental health concerns, depression, anxiety and substance abuse. Then, in 2018, Avicii died from self-inflicted wounds. He was only 28 years old. And let's talk about Max Martin. Carl Martin Sandberg is known professionally as Max Martin, a Swedish record producer and songwriter. He rose to prominence in the late 1990s making a string of hit singles such as Britney Spears' Baby One More Time in 1998, The Backstreet Boys' I Want It That Way in 1999, Celine Dion's That's The Way It Is in 1999, and sings It's Gonna Be Me in 2000. Martin has written or co-written 25 Billboard Hot 100 number one songs, most of which he has also produced or co-produced, including Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl in 2008 and Roar in 2013, Maroon 5's One More Night in 2012 and Taylor Swift's Shake It Off and Blank Space in 2014, and The Weeknd's Blinding Lights in 2019 and Save Your Tears in 2020. Martin is the songwriter with the third most number one singles on the chart behind only Paul McCartney and John Lennon. He became a household name in Sweden when he was awarded the prestigious Polar Music Prize in 2016. So now my final thoughts. Music has always been a way to connect people, a way of expression and an outlet. I am still fascinated by the fact that a small country like Sweden has succeeded so well in the music industry and hope that you found this as interesting as I did. I wish I could have played some of the music I talked about in this episode. But I would never want to infringe on copyright laws. And instead, I have provided you with links to at least one music video of each artist I talked about in this episode. I hope you will enjoy them. Until next time, as we say in Sweden. Hey Dawn! You can keep up with everything from a Swedish fika on a swedishfika.com or on Facebook or Instagram as a swedish fika. And you can reach Pixelpia at 
Pixelpia at thesweetishfika.com.